Feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate? How do you show kindness, self-acceptance, gratitude, and compassion towards yourself every day? Mental health is a journey, and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier and more resilient you. Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic or clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses. I have been using the Self-Love Journal for the past few weeks and love how pointed it is, how affordable it is, and that it takes no more than 5-10 minutes out of my day to really get to the core of, of things. Transform negative thoughts into self-love. Use our code BeWellSys20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. Again, transform negative thoughts into self-love by using our code BeWellSys20 at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and thanks so much for tuning in. If you are new here, I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. How you doing, sis? How is life treating you? And more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? I've been okay. You know, the days are getting shorter and I find myself doing a lot of nesting. No, I'm not expecting, but I've had this urge to just cozy up the house. Like, you know, someone who's in their final weeks of pregnancy, I've just been trying to organize and trying to redecorate and I got my Christmas stuff slowly starting to trickle out because, yeah, I need that joy in my life. (laughs) And as much as I love the summer months, I'm really appreciating the cooler weather and just spending more time indoors with the family. I've also been really conscious of the fact that this year is just about wrapping up and I'm thinking about how I want it to look. There's so much pressure on social media to grind it out because there's just a few months left and to make X amount of dollars doing this and that, but I'm just trying to take it easy. I want I like finances aren't important because yes, they absolutely are, but I don't have the capacity to be paper chasing and working myself to a pulp. I just, I just can't. And I won't. (laughs) Anyways, um, is there something in this world that you wish existed? Imagine how different things would be if you trusted yourself enough to lean into that. You know, I believe that we are all God's children. And because God is the creator, we all have that power to create. So today's conversation features the insightful and just incredibly warm spirit that is Olivia Charmaine. She's the creative genius and founder of Black Monarch Entertainment, as well as The T, which is an IGTV original series that will be moving to televisions near you at the top of 2022. Olivia's professional resume includes The Last OG, which stars Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish, Lena Waithe's 20s, and Seth MacFarlane's American Dad, among others. She's also worked with TNT, TBS, and Kerry Washington's production company, Sullivan Street. Her full-service production company, Black Monarch Entertainment, celebrates its first year, and with the goal of diversifying the industry, bring new voices into the world, and elevating the stories of marginalized individuals, they are imagining and telling new narratives. 
In our conversation, we touched on creating your own opportunities, trusting your intuition as well as your own expertise, not being afraid to not have all the answers, and so much more. She also talks about her admiration for a particularly legendary woman in Hollywood, and it was a reminder to me that we should all have mentors that we don't necessarily speak to every day or in or are in contact with. It's important to look to certain people and their accomplishments and have that as our guide as to where we want to be. Sometimes we find ourselves just running around in circles, really, because we're not sure where we want to go. So in order for us to move forward and to move with direction and purpose, it's okay to have mentors or as Olivia mentioned, a North Star, just as a a guiding light as to where you want to be. And that person could be famous. That person could not be famous. They should be somebody who you aspire to be in in some shape or form. I was watching this TikTok (laughs) um, and this creator said that she was asked, I believe by her therapist, who is somebody that she admires and that she um, looks to emulate. And she had no answer because she had spent so much of her time trying not to be like certain people. She, she didn't have an example of who to be like. And that spoke to me. With that said, I am so excited to bring you this conversation. I know it will be like food for your soul. Thanks again for joining. I am so, so glad you're here. Be well, sis. Oh, and let's go to the tribe. Take a screenshot of your screen while you're listening to this episode and tag at BeWellSis underscore podcast on Instagram. I want to know who's listening and what you're doing while you're listening and where you're listening from. <laughs> All right. So yes, tag at BeWellSis underscore podcast on Instagram. So let's elevate the tribe together. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Now for real this time, let's hop into the conversation. Thanks again for joining. Be well, sis. Okay, so I am so excited today, guys. I have a very special guest. I have Olivia Charmaine on the show with us. She is the host of The Tea, and I'm excited. So how are you, Olivia? I'm good. Uh, I'm actually on vacation for the first time, and uh, who knows? I mean, I think the pandemic is one thing, pre-pandemic is another thing, second wave pandemic is another thing. So I feel like it's been 17 years since I've been on vacation. So (laughs) I'm I'm feeling pretty, I'm feeling pretty good. Good, good, good. Um, It's so important to like figure out a way to like find some joy these days because life is just, it keeps on just layers and layers. Like you said, first wave, second wave, third wave, like it's just nonstop. Plus life is happening on top of it. So I'm happy for you. I'm happy. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I'm super excited for you because I've watched your IG TV series, um, The Sea, and now I hear you're going to be on television. Let's talk about it. How did the show come about and now how did it transition onto television? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, I call all of the the viewers, the listeners, my community. So I, it, it wouldn't be anything without you guys. So I really appreciate it. Um, the tea was actually an idea that I had four or five years ago. It was an idea that I had for a podcast where I said, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could sit with my friends that were specifically at the time, I thought powerful women uh, in the industry and really just talk about what are their career journeys? What is their artistic expression? 
what's their self-care and their wellness look like. Um, and I always wanted to have it over a cup of tea. Tea has been my favorite drink since I was a kid. I think really since high school, when I started going to tea shops with my friends, instead of like going to the mall, that's where we used to hang out. Um, and so for me, tea is so warm, it's inviting, uh, and it's also healthy for you, right? It has a lot of nutritional benefits. So basically during the, I would say the height of the pandemic last year, this was October, 2020, just taking you back. This is right before the presidential election. Um, this was, oh my goodness, personally, you know, this was right after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey and my ex and I broke up and I had a I got, I had to move and oh my goodness, I got a new job and so much was going on that I was like, man, I want to start doing something that honestly is going to change my Tuesdays. Tuesdays were always like the worst day of the week for me. I, I called them the Tuesday blues. And I said, I, I'm just going to do something different. I'm going to sit in my chair. I'm going to have some tea. And, you know, I invited people to kind of share the ritual with me. And, um, it grew. I mean, I had so many friends that were like, I'd love to have the conversation with you. I had, um, you know, some people I'd never met before, but had always long admired. And essentially, um, yeah, for about three seasons, over 30, 30 guests, you know, we were able to continue the show. I say we, because I started having a team that was supporting me, other producers, uh, pitching ideas, pitching guests, things like that. So, um, yeah, it just, it, it grew and it grew, but it was, it was a seed of an idea that I had many, many years ago. I love it. I love that you executed when you did because it was such a nice, welcome, like, escape from all of the mess and the noise that social media can be full of, right? Mm -hmm. So it was such a, a fresh breath of fresh air to see something positive, to see something just to take your mind off of all of the heaviness of the world mm -hmm. um, in the online space. So thank you, especially while you're going through your own personal stuff. Right. That is tough. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I, I call myself a grandma. I'm like 85 years old at heart. Um, and so I had never even gone live before. I was like, I don't even know how this works. I didn't even have a ring light or a stand. I was like asked to borrow my roommates. Um, so it, it was so funny. Like, you know, I think one piece of advice that I kind of gave myself throughout this process was give yourself grace. You know, I'm someone who is a yogi. I've been practicing yoga for, again, for over a decade, um, a long time. And, um, I think yoga is something that I love because it's all about non-judgment. It's all about what you bring to your mat that day. It's non-competitive. And that's kind of how the show was for me. I said, you know what? Some days the audio is not going to work or <laughs> some days the guest isn't going to show up or some days I'm going to have to change it to a Monday or whatever. But I think, um, and there were days I didn't want to do the show. Like, I'll be totally honest. Like there were days where I said, I was waking up in the morning doing this. I was like, why did I say I'm going to wake up at six in the morning and do this? Like, I'm, I'm sick of it. Um, but I think that's, that's a big part of why the show feels authentic is because, um, you know, I was, I was truly just bringing my true self to it every single week. I love that. And I think there's such a beautiful message in that because so many of us think we need to show up completely perfect and everything has to work out the way we thought about it in our minds. And like you said, sometimes the audio doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we are brand new to this, so we don't know. It's super, super important just to give ourselves that grace and just to show up and be real. And you'll definitely will find your community that way. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. I, I guess there's, there's such a powerful message in that story. Well. Yes, not a problem. Mm -hmm. And you have some pretty big name guests too. 
how did that come about? So between Janelle Monet and Jadena, who is I know that that Um, episode is amazing. Everyone in the comments was like, is that your man? I was like, it's not, (laughs) but it was, it was a really great conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. He's just so down to earth. Um, He just seems so, I don't know. Just so like, did you guys know each other beforehand? No, that was, that was the first time we'd ever spoken. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. And it was a long conversation. I remember telling him in advance, you know, it'll only be 15, 20 minutes. I'm not going to hold you. But he kept saying like, you know, oh, I, I don't, I, I'm sorry if I'm going over. And I was like, it's 45 minutes. I could talk to you all day. Like, this is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Very, very, um, very welcoming. Very, very grounded. Very, um, that's a good guy. It's a really good guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I love that. What I think in my mind is actually real. You know, sometimes you meet people and what you thought they would be, they don't live up to expectation. Yeah. So it's nice there that he's he's just as dope as I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good one. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you've been in Hollywood. I believe your work is in the film industry, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about your transitions um a bit. I know you've been you've lived in Cleveland or that area, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. LA, New York. So you've been just about everywhere, right? Both everywhere. Both. Yes. And everywhere. In <laughs> and, in the, and in the middle. Yeah. Um, so I, I was born in LA. Um, my dad is from LA. My mom is from Chicago. So I've spent some time in Chicago as well. Um, but I, I was raised to be a Midwestern girl, you know, after, um, after I was born, it was actually during the riots in LA and early, uh, in 1992. Um, I was born in 91. So as you can imagine being born at the end of 91 and in the top of 92, again, it's similar to last year, all this civil unrest. Um, and so, you know, being an artist and an activist is, is in my, is in my DNA. Um, and so I grew up in Ohio. I got a great love of the arts there. Um, I grew up acting and singing and dancing and doing musical theater and, um, all kinds of things, um, drawing. And I was never really good at drawing, but I was like, I'm always going to have something in my hand. Um, but I was always, I was always some kind of artist. Um, and so I went to NYU, I went to Tisch for film school because I kind of decided, you know, acting as, you know, as a dark skinned girl in the late nineties, early two thousands was not a fun experience. And I did didn't want to miss out on my Hollywood dreams just um, just because of that, you know? So I was like, let me learn about the rest of the business and have a more holistic approach. And that was my dad's advice. And I've been taking my dad's advice my whole life and I appreciate him so much. Um, but yeah, so I, I was in New York. I've lived between New York and LA for a decade, um, really through jobs. I've never moved somewhere without having a job. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, but it also makes for like a kind of a chaotic lifestyle when every six months you're like, well, now my dream job's over there. So I got to pack up and haul it. Um, and so my dad has a joke of like how many times we've driven cross country. I've lost count. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been at least six, uh, (laughs) six times I've driven cross country for a job. Um, but just to kind of sharpen a little bit of what I've done, um, I work in development. And so a lot of people don't know what development development is, or it's a really opaque part of the business, but development basically means you're the one that's tasked with finding the new project and shaping it and making sure that it's ready to go to the network. And then, um, once you've bought a project, you can like kind of get it on air. I've worked in television. So, um, it was my job to kind of say, 
track trends, try to, but also be ahead of trends instead of saying like, well, this show is popular. Let's make a version of this. It's like, no, I was talking about Afrofuturism years before Black Panther, for example. Um, so it's, it's important to have foresight. I think that's one of my fortes. Um, and I also love talent management. And so since I was a kid, and you asked me, you know, how did you get some of these big guests? Um, when I was a kid, I never wanted to um, walk behind any of these people. I always wanted to walk beside them. So I always saw myself as having a place in Hollywood. And so, um, yeah, so I, I count all of them amongst my peers, you know, even before I knew anyone. Um, I used to watch the Oscars and say like, oh, those are my friends and I'll, I'll be up there one day too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much just been, uh, been my process from all the jobs I've had and why a year ago, again, in the middle of all of this, I was like, it's time for me to like do something for myself and start my own company. Incredible. So yeah, let's talk about your company. So Black Monarch Entertainment, um, mm -hmm. a production company, right? Yes, um, full service. Well, tell me why then, like what, because you had other things going on. So why did you decide that was the time to go ahead and launch your own company? Yeah, um, it was taking my life in my hands, honestly. It was taking the reins of, of everything going on. Um, I had a dream job last year. Um, I was actually producing at Simpson Street with Carrie Washington, and Carrie is absolutely incredible. She is like one of the most incredible humans I've ever met, but also producers. She has such a singular focus and it's all about diversity and inclusion. She's such a, um, an advocate for, for activism, advocacy and change. So even working with her just for six months, I was like, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> but in the, in those moments, um, when there was so much going on in the country, so much going on personally, I was like, man, I've done this for so many brands. I've done this for so many people at so many companies. And I was having some moments where I was like, man, I feel like my voice isn't totally being heard. And it wasn't by anyone in particular. It's just the shuffle of trying to start a new job in the pandemic. You know, we're doing everything virtually. And so um, I found myself feeling similar feelings that I'd had in previous positions. And I knew I was like, man, again, similar with the T, I said, you know, with my parents' support, I... I could do something different. And I didn't know what that looked like at the time. I didn't consider myself a CEO. I gave myself that title, but I didn't know what being an entrepreneur really entailed. Um, I got a new email address and told people I was starting something different. Um, but really growing the business for me, what it meant from the beginning was I always had the slogan, you know, for people of color and colorful people. Um, and I, I thought that for years, like that was always like in my bio on, on Instagram for years. Um, colorful people to me is anyone from a marginalized community. You know, I am black and female and queer. So I'm like at the intersection of otherness. I'm, all, I'm so many things. Um, I make a joke where it's like, I don't know which picket sign at the protest I'm going to have on any given day. I'm going to have something. Um, and so the whole idea of it was I wanted to be an artist collective and I want everyone to feast. Like, it's not about just like, I'm going to build my own table because I don't have a seat at theirs. Like, I was like, no, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I want to make sure that all of my people that I'm putting on have an opportunity to be successful. Um, and so in that way, I've been able to grow so quickly. I mean, I, I don't even know how many projects we have. It's it's in the double digits at this point, um, wow. from film to TV to podcast to scripted, unscripted sports, like every, every arena. I have an animated feature film. Um, so it's, it's an, I have every arena of shows covered and I'm working with some of the 
biggest names and some emerging artists, that was always a piece of it too. I wanted it to be not just people you'd heard of before and trying to taste that name. But I was like, you know, I know so many artists that haven't gotten that shot. And that's how I felt for so long. Um, So yeah, I wanted it to be, you know, a, a blend of the two. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's the company. And, and it's funny kind of going back to an early question of yours, um, how the tea, you know, became on television. Um, the tea was actually the first production that black monarch entertainment shot. That was the first thing that we shot. So I, uh, self-financed it. Um, you know, we, we booked the guest, you know, I, I learned the unscripted world. I, I went to grad school essentially. Um, and in the same way that I did, the show, I had a frank conversation with my dad a few months ago and he said, you know, we need to do something different with the tea. I know you have all these passion projects, but that's your, that's one of your babies. And if we're going to continue investing money and time in it, you have until the end of the year to figure out something different. Um, and I was like, Oh, that's pressure. (laughs) I was like, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. But you know, we had this idea, you know, what would it look like if we shot episodes ourselves and then shopped it around town? Um, And I was like, wow, that's so interesting because on the development side, as a buyer, I had seen so many shot pilots or seen so many things that people had tried producing on their own. So I actually had the knowledge, the skill set, and the wisdom and discernment to say, Oh, I actually know how to do this in a way that's actually like a like good production value, high quality makes sense. Um, but it was, it was a like this past year has just been a game of trusting myself um, and leaning into my intuition more than, more than anything. And, and being a subject matter expert and just like harnessing that power that comes with that. I love that. I love that you reference your parents um, a couple of times and specifically your dad um, who has been like your confidant, I guess I can say. Yeah, he's... Is he... Is he from the industry? He's not. He's not. So my dad has worked um, 30 years in uh, in finance and sales. And so when I started the company, he's like, I'm your CFO and your SVP. And I said, okay, we're going to have meetings and this is what this means. And you're going to help me make it make sense. Um, But my mom, so her background is in marketing, communication, the public relations and crisis management. And so every time that I was like, oh, mom, I think I'm going to like do a podcast or like interview with someone like she'd be like, okay, like let's sit down and like, let's figure out what you're going to say. And so, um, in moving, I've also lived in Denver and that's where I live now. Um, and living in Denver with my parents, it's like, they've, they've kind of, it's, I don't want to get emotional, but it's like, they've had their hand on me since I was a child. Um, and they've always been there supporting me. And so, um, you know, I, I can now stand on two feet and be like, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. And I have like the best support system in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm really picking up is you have a community and you're growing a community too. And it's just so powerful because I think in previous generations, we were all about, well, I've done this by myself. You know, I did this alone and, you know, or I would look at peers and I'd be like, well, I'm trying to be better than that person or I'm trying to compete. And now it's, we're more of a collaborative spirit. And I love that so much mm-hmm. because you go farther together. You know, um, you have your expertise and each of your parents have their different expertise too. And then I'm sure on your team, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have your expertise and people around you have their own. Yeah. So yeah. I really appreciate yeah. that. And it's, and it's so important because um, I learned this, I don't even know back when I was in high school, middle school, elementary school, like, I don't know all the answers. Um, I always had aspirations to get an A plus and I would 
cry if I got an A minus. <laughs> I was that kind of kid. Um, but you know, I, I knew that I didn't have all the answers and I've never been, a, been afraid to ask for help. And so, um, you know, that's, that's some of the best advice I can give is like, um, don't be afraid to take up your own space, but also don't be, don't be so busy taking up your own space that you're, um, that you're not allowing yourself room to grow. Mm, so good. So speaking of advice, what's the best piece of advice that you received from a guest so far? Oh man. Oh, so much. Um, after every episode, I would kind of pull a quote and post quotes because I was like, it was for my way to kind of digest it and be like, man, that was so powerful. I don't, I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, someone that I talked to, it was, my last guest on the live show and my very first guest on the, um, on the, well, yeah, on the Instagram show, my first guest when I did it, um, for TV, um, her name is Karen Ward Ross. And so she is an actress, a producer, a, a writer. Um, she's a mom, she's a wife. She's like this powerful, incredible woman who I'm like, how on earth do you do what you do? Um, and she said to me, she said, every single morning I start with something called scripting, which, um, oh, she has her own tea line too, of course, <laughs> uh, oh, called nice. Medit- meditations with Karen. Um, but basically she said, um, I do something called scripting where I sit down every single morning and write out what I want my day to be. So it's it's like, it's like manifesting every day. So saying like, I'm going to have a great conversation, um, on be well sis today. I'm going to enjoy my time at the beach and make sure that I rest and rejuvenate. Um, and she drinks tea and while she's doing that, she's meditating. Um, and she has a journal dedicated just for that. And so I thought that was some really great advice because I definitely have some rituals when it comes to like journaling and um, my, my wind down routine and things like that. But I had never really thought about like every single day telling yourself this is how my day is going to go. Yeah. Um, I thought that was genius. So I think that was some advice that I was like, wow, like for someone who's like an avid tea lover as well. And someone who, you know, was kind of speaking to a, a mirror in a lot of ways um, that that was some advice that I was that I would want to share that for sure. I like that. I think I'm going to steal yeah. that myself. That's really yeah. good. Because how many times do I wake up? Unfortunately, I'm just like, oh, I have to do this. Or I have yeah. to do that. No, like change that mindset. I, yeah. yeah I love that. I love I it love too. <laughs> and who um, is your dream guest? My dream guest. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's so funny. Once you start booking guests, um, you have dozens and dozens and dozens of names that you're like, okay, I'm going to like target, target, target. Um, but I will say my dream guest is Whoopi Goldberg and I'll just keep saying it. I'll see it in every format. I'll say it in every, every way. Um, so I've, I've actually met Whoopi a couple of times. Um, and you know, she, I call her my North star. She has been since I was a child. Um, even looking at old pictures of me, I looked like young, I looked like a young Whoopi. Um, you know, I think, having a dark skin actress, not just an actress, a multi-hyphenate, um, who yeah. was so unapologetically herself, so incredibly talented, had an EGOT, and then Hollywood just didn't know, and not not didn't know how to handle her. They knew, and they um, they shut her out of, of all, her, all her glory, honestly. Um, you know, now she's in her, her later years in life, and I had a conversation with her maybe, maybe four years ago where she said... Um, 
I feel like at this stage in my life that I can't make the kind of shows that I want to do anymore. Like I want to do a show where it's like, I'd be a black superhero or something like that. And she was like, I pitched that and no one would want it. And I was just like, I was in awe because I was in a position to buy a show from her and my bosses passed on it. That's how I first met Whoopi. Um, And so, you know, in that moment, I was just in awe of how full circle this had come as in a way I was like, I've looked up to you and now you're like, I've never met someone like you. Let's stay in touch. And so, you know, being able to have a really expansive conversation about not just who I think she is and what I know her to be, but just allowing her to speak for herself. Um, she has a book that I love called if someone says you complete me run. It's so funny. It's like her book of relationships. Um, and being able to just ask her about that, ask her about, um, her life, ask her about like, what's your favorite project you've done? Um, oh my goodness. It would, it would just be incredible. Like just to sit with her even for 20 minutes, like we would just, and sip some tea, like, oh my God, me and Whoopi, like, yes, yes, it would be absolutely incredible. It's going to happen. I feel it for you. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's interesting. You're the second person on the show who's mentioned Whoopi and the other person uh, mentioned her in the cannabis world. Oh Um, Yeah how one day she would love to work with um, Whoopi. I believe Whoopi had a cannabis line some years ago. She did. Um, She did. Yeah. It was like bath bombs and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she would love to work with her there. Yeah. Um, She's awesome. She just does. She does so many things. I'm like, Whoopi, just (laughs) keep doing you as long as you can. Cause we, we love you and we support you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I just love what I love about her is that she just seems to be somebody who's so comfortable in who she is. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is me. And that's it. Like, take it or don't take it. But this, I, mean, I just really, really love that. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I, and I, I want to take a page out of her book, honestly. Like, um, with age comes wisdom and comes grace. I, that's at least how I see it, especially with, with black people. Um, I think that black don't crack if you take care of yourself. And so, right. you know, being able to see her, um, just age so gracefully, mm-hmm. um, despite all of the things that she's had to endure. Like, I'll just give you an example that really broke my heart. Um, you know, I found out, um, I don't remember if it was from her directly or through the grapevine that the reason why she cut her hair, you know, she used to have long locks and now it's shorter. It's because people wouldn't stop pulling on it. Right. Correct. That, that face is exactly how I felt. It broke my heart. Wow. Right. So it's like, exactly. So it's like, imagine, imagine like, you know, the blackface moment and like all these moments that she's endured where it's like, um, she, she has lived a life and she has seen a lot. You know, I also think about her early career when it's like the kind of role she had to play, you know, it was like, she was, um, you know, in ghost, it was like, it's an incredible movie and an iconic role, but it's like, it's a stereotype, right? She played a nanny in Karina Karina. It's a stereotype. Mm -hmm. You know, she played a fast and loose woman in sister act, like a stereotype. So even though, you know, she, I'm glad in Cinderella, like she was a queen. I'm like, finally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) finally you deserve it. But it's like, you know, understanding what she had to go through in order just to be herself. You know, I, I really identify with her in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. The, the hair pulling just like froze me because uh, right. Goldberg, like, wow, like the, the audacity, legend. yes, like, the what audacity do you have to do to like be human? Like, she's done all the things, like, right? She only deserves flowers and rest, period. Yep, <laughs> wow. Ooh. 
my goodness. I know. Um, I know. So tell me, so you um, have the show, The Tea, so, and you are you said you're an avid tea drinker. What is your favorite tea? <laughs> Um, it changes on any given day. You know, I have my tea cabinet is hundreds of varieties at this point. It's so much. Um, but I would say I used to really love matcha. Mm -hmm. Um, that was kind of part of my daily ritual was like doing the whole like Japanese tea ceremony and sitting and like smelling it. And like, I'm very dramatic with tea. Um, so yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, (laughs) but I haven't really been into matcha for a while. Mm -hmm. I would say right now, um, I'm really into hibiscus tea, especially like being in the tropics. Like, um, I've been drinking Jamaica, like just, just like it's water. Um, I think, you know, hibiscus has so many great health benefits. It's great for like blood, high blood pressure. It's great for your heart. Um, it's great for your skin, um, all those things. So, um, yeah, I would say if you've never tried hibiscus tea, that should be next, next on your list for sure. Yes. Yes. And as you're doing all these things, you're running a company, well, running Mm -hmm. a company and the TV show and everything else is life, right? What yeah. Do you do to stay centered, or if you get uncentered, how do you like bring yourself back in? Yeah. Um. It's it's a couple of things, and I, I'm always so honest and transparent. Um. I take my medication, and I get enough sleep, um, and drink water. Um. Those things are very important. Um. I also think that you know I have a, a very loving partner in my in my girlfriend Chelsea, and um, she really centers me. She has a really like grounding energy. Um, and something that I love about her is no matter how I show up, whether it's a really dramatic day or really frazzled day or really excited day or really sad day, she's right there to kind of catch me. Um, and so that's really helpful. Um, but outside of another person, um, because I, you know, I do believe that you have to be so rooted that, um, in yourself that whether someone's there or not, it doesn't, you know, completely unravel you. Um, I, I do a lot of yoga a lot of it. Um, you know, I, I don't travel with the mat, but I'll buy one if I'm going to be somewhere for more than a couple of weeks. Um, I have a, I have a mat pretty much like every location where I live. Um, (laughs) and, and if not, I'll find a gym where I can rent one. Um, but even during the pandemic, like I'll use a towel in the hotel and just, you know, find a place to just meditate on the towel. Um, because, you know, I used to try to do like running and weight training and like, all this kind of like hype up kind of working out and it would just get me wound up and like rev up my anxiety. Um, but it's like having that groundedness, that mind, body, spirit connection and being able to just like find that balance. Um, even if you do it for 10 minutes, it changes my entire day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's the yoga for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One thing about, I love about yoga is that you don't need equipment per se. You just need yourself. Mm. Like you said, just grab a towel and that's it, you know, no special shoes, no this, no that. It's just come as you are, bring yourself in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I've never thought of it that way. You don't even need equipment. You just need yourself. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautifully said. Okay. So I'd like to wrap up with two questions. One, I think you kind of answered, but I'll ask you again. Um, if there was a book that you could recommend to the listeners about anything at all, what would oh, it be? Oh, my goodness. Um, so many books jumped in my head, but the first one that like leapt to the front, um, it's called Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. Um, it's a trilogy. The third book is coming out sometime soon. I know. I think she's still writing it um, or, you know, it's, it's in revisions. Um, 
But yeah, it is, it's essentially, I hate when people call it the West African Harry Potter because I think it's so much more than that. Um, and it's not giving Tomi her flowers. Um, but it is, it's so beautiful. I mean, it's the story of these two, um, these two young women who are from opposite sides of the track. You know, one is a princess and one is basically, um, there's a, a caste system where she's really low on the totem pole because her family is a descendant of magic. Um, and the princess's dad, the king, basically is trying to eliminate all the people that have magic. Um, and it's it's basically about their destiny to come together to restore magic to all the people, all the black people, African people. Um, it's so good. Um, it's it's a big book, but you'll fly through it. The first two books, like the top of the second book had me in tears. I was like, oh, I'm already crying. Um, but it's it's so good. And yeah, if you haven't read it, like definitely add that to cart. I definitely will. Um, I've been doing a lot of like self-help books and stuff. I'm like, you know, I need to do some leisurely reading. Too. Yeah. So definitely adding that to my list for sure. Yeah. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. It's so good. I've heard a lot about it. And I just, so now that you recommended it, I'm going to actually put it in my cart. Nice. And then, and then follow up with me. I want to hear what you think. I will. I will. Give me like a month or so. Yeah, it's, it's a big book. There's there's no rush. But even when you're like, you're a chapter in, like, I'd love to hear what you think. Yes. <laughs> and the last question is, what's something that's brought you some joy in like the last few days? Oh my goodness. So many things. Um, but last week, uh, my brother, my sister-in-law and their, their like 16 month old baby were here, Benji. And, um, I have 10 nieces and nephews and I often don't get to see them cause they, I know <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but they, they live all over the country and, um, you know, life happens with all your siblings and their significant others and their babies and everything. Um, but they were in Mexico as well. And just spending that week with, with Benji and getting TT time. And, you know, we FaceTime last night and he, he was saying Mimi, my mom and TT all, all day apparently. Um, so yeah, so having that time with him really brought me so much joy and I have lots of videos and pictures and those memories will last a lifetime. Oh, I love it. Kids are something else. They're so great. Like a good, like a good kid is like the best thing. (laughs) Yes. It's like the way it fills your heart and like your soul. It's it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's a cutie pie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when can we expect to see the the tea on television? It's a good question. Um, I would say... The goal is 2022. That's the goal. Yeah. You know, we're still we're still shopping and finding the right home for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the goal is to, as soon as we find the right home, like off to the races. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So I will link all of your links down below in the show notes. So your Instagram, your website, all of those things. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining. I really had a good conversation with you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Honestly, I was so looking forward to it and you did not disappoint. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> thank you. You know what I used to struggle with? Eating a diet that's nutrient-dense enough for me to get all of my dietary needs met through what I eat alone. I am no longer a passenger on that struggle bus because one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in my diet, increase my energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills, because baby, I can't do it. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it just fits. And it contains 
less than a gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these times, and they're offering my audience a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. So you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. <laughs> to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to redeem your offer of one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.